Blog Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. Welcome to G's Power Hour live every weekday at 1130 a.m. on Never Had It So Good Entertainment Network. Your host, G, will bring you informative and entertaining guests and a variety of topics in a way that you can absorb and enjoy. Listen in weekdays and call in at 516-387-1944. We love interaction. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Well, good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us. Yes, it is Labor Day, and yeah, we are away, but we that doesn't stop G's Power Hour from celebrating the good works out there. And so we're going to begin our show with discussing, although, you know, normally it would be Mortgage Monday, we've got to discuss some other things like the good works Mercy Chefs are doing and we have Gary LeBlanc on to talk about that. Hi there. How are you, Gary? Sorry, y'all, having a bit of a technical issue there, but that's okay. Gary, are you there? Oh, dear. Your guest is on. Hello. Hey, Gary, how you doing? I'm doing fine. Welcome to G's Power Hour. Welcome back, I should say, because you've been on with us before. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your um, busy would be putting it mildly schedule. Um, right. You have not, it's not just the hurricanes you all work. You have been in Hawaii. Can you talk a little bit about what you've been up to lately? Well, we had the, the wildfires in Lahaina that we uh, worked. We're still actually feeding people over there. Um, and we had four tornadoes before that. So we've already had a pretty active season. Yeah, I think I last spoke with you when you were uh, in the, uh, your, I guess it was after the uh, hurricane that hit uh, the Fort Pierce area, Sanibel, all that area. But, um you guys, this this has been kind of an abnormal time. Well, is, has it been an abnormal time for you? Because, I mean, you guys go where needed, and, you know, we only catch what's just there on, you know, the news. But you guys go, yeah. you know, a lot to a lot of places sometimes that we don't even hear about. Everything we do is abnormal. There's nothing normal about it. And, um, yeah, we do go to a lot of places that um, – really don't make the news that much. I mean, we're still active in Ukraine. We're working in Myanmar. We're uh, working in Sudan. We've got projects in Honduras and Dominican Republic. We have a Cuba trip coming up. Um, so besides everything domestically, internationally, Mercy Chefs is making a huge difference. 
So tell me, how are you? How are you holding up? I mean, and I mean, this has got to be quite taxing on your organization. And just kind of want to know uh, how how you're holding up in terms of manpower and in terms of goods. Well, it it is very um, difficult. I mean, when they come one right behind the other, all 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 of our people have families at home, and we have things to take care of there. Uh, financially, it just is huge for us as well. Our equipment, I mean, it takes a huge pounding. Um, but we do what we do because it's a mission call. It's not a job. Um, it's not something that, that we do for uh, any any sort of worldly gain. I, I, we, we just we do what we have to do to get the job done. And if it wasn't a mission call, I don't think my team could stand up to it. So like you mentioned, you were in Lahaina. Um, how how long, I guess, were you there? And um, also, are, you guys are moving on but still, I guess, leaving people there to do work. Is that correct? Yeah, we're still doing about 3,000 family-style meals a week with a partner over there at the plantation house. And so Mercy Chefs have left chefs in place, and uh, we've left funding to purchase all the groceries. And they're they're continuing to do it. We spent about two weeks on the ground. We worked out of two locations on the island, and uh, we've made a commitment. We're, we're going to go back, and we're going to build a community kitchen in the next couple of months, and we're going to stay and stand with Lahaina as they recover over the next few years. It's, it's going to take a very long time before anything gets back to uh, normal there. And then there's Adalia. Um, and so tell me about uh, what you're doing in terms of uh, moving into those areas that have been affected by the hur- well, we, hurricane. We, we had all of our equipment pre-staged in Tallahassee, and then the eye, the, the track changed, and we had to move our equipment back from Tallahassee so it could be out of the harm's way. And then yesterday we had to literally um, change our trees and move down lines and go through mud and off-road to be able to get in uh, to where we're serving here in Live Oak. It's in Sewanee County. We're serving the entire county as the primary feeder for the state. And so the the logistics of getting through the aftermath of a, a major hurricane um, are, are quite quite something to behold. So Live Oak has kind of a personal connection for me because that's where my grandfather was from. And then I have a whole clan of relatives up in Perry, which I know sustained a lot of uh, the brunt of the storm. So tell me something. So do you work – because a lot of people I know heard about you the last time that you were on, and some people still haven't. Do you work with churches, um, community organizations? Um, how, who, who do you connect with on the ground? Yes, we work with all of those. Um, we work through some of the national organizations. We work with families. We work with state emergency management operators. We're very plugged into all those forums. But Mercy Chef's primary function is to make the local church the center of community in a disaster. So we're working here initially with the emergency ops center, feeding all the search and rescue teams and FEMA task force that are on the ground. But we're already reaching out in our first meals to victims, people that are 
locked in their homes or still without power here in the community. And we'll continue to move as we up our meal counts every day. But we're sending food from here over to the coast, some of the barrier islands and right on the coast that were completely flooded and inundated. And then inland and all around the counties here to to make sure that everybody gets a hot meal. So we work with all the organizations. We'll, We'll load a lot of other people's vehicles for distribution, and we'll focus on hot meals. But again, the church is at the center of everything we do. So uh, on, I guess you would say, an average year, and I'm not sure what this year is lining up to be, but on an average year, how many mouths do you say you feed and how many places do you go? Um, Do you all keep track of those types of um, yeah. statistics, those type of numbers? Yeah, it just all depends on the year and how many disasters we answer. But now we have community kitchens across the country, these family grocery boxes. So we're feeding a lot of miles, even outside of disaster. But um, last year, it was 4 million people that we fed. This year, I don't think we're going to be uh, very far off of that. It may exceed it as well. So, yeah, when you're buying you know, groceries for 4 million people, um, you're, you're buying some groceries. Wow. Do you, do you work with, like, the uh, local grocers? Um, and I know you say you have national organizations and connections mm-hmm. as well. How are you supplied? Yeah, we work with national uh, commercial food suppliers. Like, we we just had two tractor-trailer truck loads of groceries come in, and we'll, we'll use those up before the weekend is over. So we'll have more trucks mm-hmm. arriving tomorrow and then Sunday. So it, it's uh, our burn rate is about a day, day and a half on a sale tractor-trailer truck load of food. And then to help you with stuff like distribution and then, you know, to help you with cooking and, and you know, securing locations and stuff like that, um, I was curious, does, do, does everybody in your organization travel, or do you reach out and use the, the organizations there for manpower to, to help cook and to help, you know, clean and, and to do other things? I'm just asking because I'm sure there are people that say, well, you know, it sounds like something I'd like to get involved in, but I can't travel. Right. Well, we have both. We have um, 15 of our staff people uh, that are here, but we're working with 20 to 50 volunteers a day when we're on site. And folks that aren't able to travel, um, aren't able to put their hands on it. Well, first thing we're going to ask you to do is just pray for us and pray for the people that we're serving. There's a lot that can be done without getting out in the field, but we, we sure do welcome the volunteer help as well. Right. And then do you do, like, any type of fundraisers? Uh, yeah, we're, we're constantly fundraising. I mean, obviously, when we're on deployment, it's not, it can't be our major focus for our team. But people that want to help us right now can go to our website, and they're able to follow us um, in real time. They're able to have, have a volunteer link on there. And there's a secure site there for people that want to give financially. I can just tell people what you give today will go to feed somebody here in Florida tomorrow. Yeah, and and that's good to know that it's a secure site because I know uh, a lot of times lately people are are somewhat hesitant 
to make donations because, you know, they're afraid that their information is going to get hacked or, or whatever. But, you know, the fact that you have a secure site makes it very, you know, easy for people who are willing to give and are able to give to go ahead and make those donations. So, um, so tell me, you you um, you were talking about having to move and having to get around. Tell, can you tell us what what you're seeing right now where you are? Well, I haven't made it over to the coast, even though we're sending meals over there. Uh, but where we are, there are a lot of trees down, a lot of tangled messes of power lines. Um, and so roads are blocked by the water. <laughs> and where are you now exactly? Uh, we're in Live Oak. We're at one of the You're in Live Oak. We've set, up okay. out the, yeah, we've set up out in the parking lot. And again, we're hey, you said- reaching from here into all mm-hmm. of Sewanee County. Mm-hmm. And then you say you're going to the coast. Exactly where on the coast are you going? Uh, we have things going over to Dixie. We have things going over to Cedar Island. Uh, there's another island that uh, I can't remember the name of. But we're working with the National Guard for distribution. Okay. That's good. That's good. It's nice that you have that kind of support. Um, so... And unfortunately, it looks like something else is, well, as as we are speaking right now, I don't know what's going to happen by the time this is, but uh, it looks like we got something else developing in, in the Gulf. Uh, so we, we've got to pray that that one kind of subsides because you sound like you already have your hands full. Um, so it, it, is, it is the season. So uh, Mercy Chef yes. is prepared. I have, I have other kitchens and other teams standing by if needed. Well, that's that's good, because I was going to say you guys are based you're, are based in Virginia, and I thought I heard something uh, a little earlier uh, as you know, as this is airing about uh, Norfolk having a little bit of a, a residual effect or some sort of effect from Adalia, too. So. Yeah, Adalia went all the way all the way through the Mid Atlantic states. I mean, there's a great deal of damage in um, Georgia. And then in South and North Carolina, and there's been a lot of coastal flooding in North Carolina up into the area. I know that uh, even in Portsmouth and Norfolk, where we are, there there was flooding from this storm. Yeah. So how do you determine how long you stay in a particular location? Till the need is done. Okay. As wow. Long as, as long as it takes. Okay. So... So how long were, were you um, in, in the Fort Pierce area from last year's um, storm? Uh, we were there for 23 days. Wow. Okay. That, and and they unfortunately were still get they were still recovering. Um, I mean, we have areas even here in the central in central Florida um, on some of the coasts that were still recovering from last year's storm. Uh, and still got a little bit of impact um, from this storm this week. So it's, uh, but you know, it's good that you all are are willing and able to to go into these areas and and face all of this adversity to just just help. You know, I mean, that's that's a, a blessing to them, and it's a blessing on you as well for what you do. So. So how I I know I'm not going to keep you long because I know you've got to go. But how how can people help? Can you give us the information? Uh, 
like I said, people can help by praying. They can help by volunteering. They can help by supporting us financially. And if they go to our website, mercychefs.com, there are links for them to do all of those things right there. So mercychefs.com, that's the source of all information. Okay. Gary LeBlanc, thank you for your time. I don't want to keep you too much longer, but I did want, you know, people to be aware that you guys are out there trying to help people. Um, I know there's a variety of organizations out there, you know, doing their part too, but uh, you guys really are are special in terms of what you're doing, and and thank you so much for it. No. Well, well, you're you're quite welcome. No thank you is necessary, but we, we love what we do, and we think amazing things happen over a shared meal. So uh, we're honored to do it in these sort of circumstances. Well, you take care of yourself. Um, stay safe. And thanks again. All righty. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank, thank you. Bye-bye. And we're going to take a quick break. If you have any um, questions or, or comments, uh, we're going to post the information about Mercy Chefs on the G's Power Hour Facebook page. But, you know, if you have any, well, we're not, I guess we're not taking calls today. That's right. So we're not going to ask you to, to call in today. But um, we are also, like I said, this is Mortgage Monday, so we are going to talk with Jabir Najir in the next half hour. But we're going to take a quick break. This is G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment, and we will be right back. Over the past 60 years, Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged. But when it comes to beauty, everything changed. Together, we redefined beauty. We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type. We let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique. We're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. This is Douglas Dobbs of Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community for 29 years with quality funeral and cremation services. Honoring all religions and faiths, we have been here for many grieving families. Whether it's a complete funeral service with a burial or a simple dignified cremation, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here for you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720, Dobbs dedicated to serving our families. Good morning. Welcome back to G's Power Hour. I've never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. And we want to thank again Gary LeBlanc from Mercy Chefs. We just appreciate what they do. That's just got to be a challenging uh, task. But, you know, it, it, for some it works, for some it's a ministry. And for Gary and his crew, it definitely uh, seems like a, a ministry that they are willing to take on and, and you know, share. And uh, I, I applaud them for what they do. And I just wanted to have them back on because there's a lot going on right now. Princess Cooper, good morning. How are you doing, ma'am? Good morning, Gretchen. Um, I appreciate you having me on. I really just wanted to comment on Gary LeBlanc and, and the answer to how long do you normally stay? As long as they need was his answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and to know that they're still in Ukraine and they're still in Hawaii and now they're in Live Oak trying to serve those that are all along the coast there, Cedar Key, in, the, in that area, um, is just amazing. Um, I, I can't wait till everybody else hears this interview on Monday. Yeah, me too. It, it, because I just think 
you know, people get a little overwhelmed and caught up in their their own stuff. And I understand yeah. that. I do. I, I I do it too. But it's good to know that there are people out there that are putting themselves out to just, you know, and making the sacrifice. And, and I don't think we stress the need for personal sacrifice enough anymore. I know that was one of the things that my mom liked about uh, she switched uh, denominations, and it wasn't anything against the denomination she was with, and she still oftentimes, you know, participated. But she switched over to Catholicism because at one time the the key word, the key focus at one time was uh, sacrifice and going into different areas and and teaching and certain you know feeding and serving whatever way you can. But I think that's a call for all of us, no matter, you know, the race, no matter what um, sex, no matter what denomination, you know, I would think we are all called to do some sort of service that takes us outside of ourselves and beyond ourselves. And, and Mercy Chefs is definitely one of those organizations that asks that and, and delivers. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, there was something else they said in that they burn um, a, a, a trailer truck, you know, a semi-truck full of food in about a day mm-hmm. and a half. Yeah, that that's a lot. That's quite a bit. Um, it's, that is? Uh, but you, you've got, I mean, but you've got to think about, because I think they're not only feeding people who are victims in terms of, you know, losing houses or losing power or whatever the case may be. But they are also serving first responders, I believe, in, in wow. their efforts too. So you, you've got to think about it. It's, it's not just the victims, but it's those servants that are out there trying to help victims too. And, and those people get uh, taxed too. They get dehydrated. They get tired. They get hungry. And stuff, and it's not like you know. Well, I'm going to run home and get a bite to eat while I'm putting out a fire. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not it's not like that simple. So those people are are getting served as well as fed as well. So um, we we got to just keep, like he said, keep them in prayer. Um, it's mm-hmm. interesting to me, you know. It's like, what do you need? And it's like he's a firm believer and calling on the power of Almighty God to just, you know, handle the situation, you know, and I applaud that. He mentioned prayer several times, you know, um, Uh because at the end, again, you gave him a chance to to discuss what do you need. And he said, well, Mm -hmm. um, first of all, you can pray, pray for us, and that we continue to do what we do. But he also gave MercyChefs.com as their, you know, the website to go, and and to make donations or do whatever is needed, you know. Um, but mm-hmm. he he talked about his faith and that it is a faith based based organization, of course, and that's what is why it is called Mercy Chest. So a shout out to Gary mm-hmm. LeBlanc and all that he's doing, and the fact that yeah. he says they have teams waiting, they have kitchens waiting if something mm-hmm. else is to to come about, and we know that there's another. Storm brewing, I think, yeah. in um, the Atlantic. But, um, you know, um, again, I just, you know, posted a little bit about it on my personal page because he really struck a chord with me um, quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I guess because yeah. it's right there in, in Live Oak, and Live Oak, I heard you said you have family there. And yeah, I've my been grandfather to Live Oak was so many. I didn't from know Live that. Oak in, yeah, that's where my grandfather's from. And um, like I said, I have a clan on my dad's side that's in Perry. And, um, it, you know, when I heard it was hitting, I, I sent a text quickly to one of the one of uh, my cousins who uh, he's active in that community and, um, uh, you know, just saying, you know, we're, you know, keeping you in prayer and stuff like that, but I haven't heard anything back and I, I've got to, you know, check and stuff like that. And part of me just wants to kind of get in the car and go drive up there, but I know that's yeah. not, you know, if, if, when when you got blocked roads and down trees and flooded roads, mm-hmm. you know, um not necessarily a thing to do, but I just want to, I just want to make sure that they're, they are okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, I got, I got, you know, my, my family was disseminated in other areas, but, um, originally like my, my paternal, um, grandfather was from Live Oak, my paternal, uh, grandmother's from, um, Madison. Oh, wow. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I still, I have a lot of people on my mother's side also that's in like the area. In fact, we were just in Perry, uh, Florida, mm-hmm. um, around the beginning of July because we had gone to a funeral in Monticello, two funerals in Monticello, and we decided to, you know, we're going to stop in Perry. And a lot of those roads that they talk about that are, are you know, blocked or flooded or whatever, um, my husband and I actually just instead of getting back on I-10, we actually drove through some of those roads and just looked at the countryside and was like, "Wow, you know, there's not a lot out mm-hmm. here." And then, and but one of the things we did notice too, there are a lot of churches in that area and stuff like that. But it was just a nice scenic trip, and you know, I kind of played DJ, so it was like, "Well, what haven't you heard in a long time?" When we picked songs and. And just got on the road and, you know, just enjoyed music and talked to each other on the way back. And I was like, okay, this is nice not having, not necessarily rushing and taking, you know, the highway, the, you know, I-10 or whatever. We, you know, we moseyed our way over to part of 75 and, you know, we, we got home in a decent amount of time. But it was just nice to have that, that company, you know. Yeah. And, you know, you and I know this. We don't get a lot of downtime. So, mm-hmm. so it's nice to have. And when that you can get some, yeah, when you can get some and get some with your partner, that that is really cool. I've been watching CNN and the Weather Channel and mm-hmm. hearing them talk about, you know, Steenhatchee and Cedar River and my Volk and 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 the fact at Cedar River they were encouraging everybody to evacuate because um, there is just one way in and one way out, and mm-hmm. they said if you don't evacuate the roads may be covered and you will be closed off. Um, and, and that was amazing to see, you know, my state on, on, um, on, you know, TV for this reason, of course, and I, it's not like it yeah. hadn't been before, but, um, you know, most of my family right there in Gainesville and Archer, right. you know, were some, some were without power for most of the day. Some were without power for maybe a couple of hours. Um, but, yeah. You know, Duke Energy definitely sent sent us alerts um, mm-hmm. from that area to let us know that they were working on things because um, we have a home there. But again, yeah. you know, a shout out to to Mercy Chef, Mercy Chef, Mercy Chef, and and, yeah. and and how they are handling and, and just the mission, the overall mission of of the 
the the the entity itself and this is what they do and i like what he said gretchen that we believe that amazing things happen when you share a meal wow oh yeah wow oh yeah yeah so we've gotten away from that we, <laughs> we really have we gotten away from that you know it's like <laughs> you know uh we, we grab our meal and sit in, sit in front of the tv you know yeah. uh it, it's like and I have like a nice dining room table and I dress it up and everything and we hardly use it and it's like every now and then I'm like let's go eat at the dining room table it's like <laughs> you know and usually it happens during the holidays but every now and then I, I like to go eat at the dining room table it's like I'm like why it's like because <laughs> we got a dining room table let's use it it's not just for, yeah. for a show you know and you know and you know that, that that causes you to to deliberately get away from the television and everything and focus on the meal and focus on the conversation you know yeah yeah so. you know um and i think it's because we've allowed technology to continue to seep in every part of our lives so now you know if you're not careful you're actually taking a tv tray and sitting on the sofa or wherever and watching tv mm-hmm. while you eat dinner but um um, John, Reverend Robinson and I usually sit at the dinner table every night. Oh, good. Uh, eat together. That's yeah. not saying that there isn't a TV blaring um, that's close by, but we sit down every night and, and have dinner together um, with, with no technology for the most part, you know, um, because, uh, you know, I remember, you know, growing up and we did not have that. But I just wanted to uh-huh. kind of come in and give my part and tell you I was really taken by that and really inspired um, to want to do yeah. more, and I may just do that with Mercy Jeff. Um, Mortgage Monday, I know, is um, here, and Jabir is with us, so we'll take a break. I'll follow your lead, and then, um, but thank you okay. for allowing me to comment. Oh, thank you. Thank you, because I, it is important, and we need need to do the focus, and I'm glad that they were able to come back on again um, mm-hmm. and, and share with us. I mean, cause, because it's like like I, I was saying, and like you were saying, a lot of stuff that they do, we don't hear about. So, I mean, yeah. we just hear about the major stuff that's going on at the moment that hits close to home, yeah. but they exactly. are just in the trenches all the time. So, mm-hmm. yeah, let's take a quick break, and um, thank you, Princess, for taking some time and, and you know, celebrating Mercy Chefs with us. Uh, and we're going to talk mortgages when we come back. This is Dee's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment, and we will be right back. This is Douglas Dobbs, owner and funeral director at Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community with two generations of family funeral service. With the recent addition of my son Brandon, we are here to take care of the needs of Central and West Orlando. From simple cremation to a full burial, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here to help you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720. Dobbs dedicated to serving our families. Having a wedding, reception, family reunion, planning a banquet, or some other fundraising event. Need to share your knowledge through a workshop or seminar, or it's a difficult time and you need to plan a wake or repast. Let us help. At our gatherings, let us reduce the stress and make the occasion memorable, treasured. Call our gatherings at 407-968-9387 or email ourgatherings at yahoo.com. Let us help plan your special event. 
Good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. And we want to again thank Gary LeBlanc with Mercy Chefs for um, giving us an update and, and allowing us to celebrate what they do to help those in need, you know, with these uh, disasters that we've been witnessing. And so now we are turning to one of our regular guests, Jabir Najir, with Rajan Mortgage is back with us to talk about Mortgage Monday. How you doing? I am doing good. Cannot complain. It's been a, a crazy, uh, crazy month, but um, overall I'm doing good. How about yourself? Doing all right, and happy Labor Day. Thanks. Same to you. Thank you. So, um... Let me ask a question about the box, and I'm thinking you might know what I'm talking about, but, you know, uh, we've had the hurricane. Um, there's a, a period in which, you know, people are not able to go forward when they're trying to make a home purchase. You're familiar with that, I, I assume. Yes, definitely very familiar. Okay, so let's let's take a little time and talk about that and explain that. So there is a period, I, I, for some reason I want to say 10 days before, 10 days after. I don't know, but when a hurricane is um, established that basically everything pretty much has to stop on on the process of buying a home because you can't uh, get insurance right then. Um, and, and certain things happen where you, the home kind of has to be almost re-examined to make sure that it, you can go forward with it um, to, to make the purchase, right? Uh, correct, correct. So when it comes to the insurance, um, during this time of the year, the one thing I would suggest to anybody is to go ahead and bind insurance right away. I know typically for in the lend in the lending or real estate just industry, but I'll just say on the lending underwriting process, the insurance is considered to be the easy thing. You could almost let it wait until the week of. I'm not, I'm not suggesting that you let it wait wait until the week of, but mm-hmm. it's just such a light, easy part of the process. It's easy to just say, hey, we know the insurance quote is X amount of dollars. We'll bind it tomorrow or next week or, or whenever. Um, the problem is that, and, and normally that's not a big issue if you have insurance agent that you work with on a regular basis, many times they'll bind insurance for you within an hour or two from the time you request it. So it's, generally speaking, it's not that big of a deal. Um, you're in hurricane season. There's, there's this imaginary box that all these insurance companies have, and once the hurricane actually goes inside of a box, so it's not necessarily days. I mean, I guess it could work out to be days if, you know, hurricanes are traveling at the same speed. But once the hurricane gets inside of this imaginary box, it actually spreads out much wider than you would think. But insurance companies are trying to pay it, play, play on the conservative side. So that box is going to be pretty wide. And um, once the hurricane gets inside of that box, you cannot bind insurance. Um, no matter if the hurricane looks as if it's not going to hit your part of the state or city, they still will not allow you to bind. And then even after the hurricane has passed, they're going to require you to wait a certain amount of time before they actually start binding policies. And the one thing I will say is that once one insurance company um, 
shuts down and stops binding policies, pretty much all insurance companies, it happens really, really fast. That once one insurance company stops, I mean, pretty much all the insurance companies, let's just say 80% of them may close down within an hour of binding. Um, mm. So it's not like, oh, you just heard one shut down. Let me get to the other insurance company later on today. No, you need to find insurance ASAP or else, you know. And it's so it's just a hard thing to do if you don't have everything set up ahead of time. And then you mm-hmm. may find, a, uh, you know, one or two insurance companies that linger around and, you know, decide to wait a couple hours after. Maybe if you're lucky the following day, which is not very likely. Um, and then you just have to wait for the hurricane to pass. So there's been many times that I, I've been working with the client, or just in general in, in industry, that the hurricane has passed through. We know it's not going to touch your side of town. It's 300 miles north. But mm-hmm. and you didn't get much more than some heavy rains, sometimes not even leaves blew off the tree, and the insurance company will not bind for another couple of days just because you were in the imaginary box. Now, mm-hmm. you did mention reinspections, and that is also something that's very big for the un- in underwriting. So right. especially if you've already had a, um, an appraisal done, so let's just say, because typically in most um, contracts, you're ordering an appraisal um, to be done within seven to ten days of the signing of the execu- execution date of the contract. Um, so a lot of times you're ordering that appraisal pretty much from day one so when you start underwriting. Now, if a hurricane comes in on the 14th day and the appraisal went out there on the 13th day, then they have to actually go back out there and reinspect the property on day 16 or, you know, basically after the insurance, has, after the hurricane has passed by, just confirm that there are no damages to the home. And as I said, the one thing that a lot of buyers feel as if it's truly a waste of money, and I truly, truly understand, unfortunately, there's nothing that we can do about it. Um, even on underwriting, there's nothing that much that underwriting can do because it comes above the individual underwriter's um, head. But mm-hmm. they will require that somebody goes up to that home and inspect the home. When I say somebody, the appraisers go back out there. And there's been many times that the owner said, hey, I didn't do anything, had to do anything but blow the driveway off this morning. Like, why do I need a reinspection? You know? Right. Um, and, but it's required. But sometimes you get damage that you can't see. Um, you know, if there's a lot of wind and rain, you know, the wind can blow some of the rain into areas that you thought were sealed and it, it wasn't quite sealed and then you, all of a sudden you've got some water coming in unexpectedly. You know, those things do happen. And so, you know, someone does have to take a look at it and say, well, wait a minute, you know, we we thought this was, you know, okay, but it's actually not. And so, you know, we have to take another look at it and see if there's, you know, if it's a major thing or if it's minor um, that's going to impact whether or not you're going to um, get insurance coverage and also whether or not you're going to get, um, you know, be able to get a, a mortgage. So, yeah, no, that's yeah. definitely true. Um, you know, one thing uh, you saying that just reminded me of a long, many years ago when a hurricane came through central Florida and, um, the area of um, the whole house was fine. Mm-hmm. I guess the way that the water blew against the house, maybe maybe went up underneath the soffit and came back down. Something 
Um, there's mm-hmm. no damage to the house that you could physically see. Um, but a while later, I was cleaning this. It's actually an area behind the couch, so the couch is against the wall, so you're not really seeing the baseboard back there. And right. just happened to just be doing a thorough cleaning, and I noticed some staining on the baseboard. And um, so, you know, I pulled the couch out to inspect it a little further, and it has definitely water damage from the hurricane. Um, so it may if you're physically looking at something, it doesn't – I mean, for me, the staining happened after time, and then, you know, of course, uh, you know, the, uh, the baseboard got stained a little bit, after, you know, through the drying process. But um, it's not something that just stood out like, oh, wow, there's big damage here, um, especially if there's furniture in the home. You never know what's going on. In my case, it happened to be behind a couch. So I uh, just want to make sure that whoever takes a look at it, even if the appraiser goes out there, if you have the opportunity, if you're buying the home, if you have the opportunity to check out the home during the reinspection period and go out to the home, mm-hmm. it's probably suggested just to make sure that the uh, owner can take care of anything that the appraiser may not see. Have you encountered any cases where a reinspection um, or reappraisal or whatever has impacted the, the transaction and, and the it needed to be canceled? Mm, not canceled, but definitely damages that had to be fixed. Uh, luckily, mm-hmm. there was never anything that was, you know, uh, catastrophic, uh, catastrophic um, damages to the home um, where, you know, a roof blew off or, you know, Damage that were everything has all has all been. I mean, nobody was here a couple thousand dollars, but uh, maybe okay. a couple thousand dollars worth of damages where the seller was able to fix it. And it's one of the things that it had to be fixed anyway. Um, and actually, in the two cases I'm thinking about, um, the sellers actually paid did, uh, paid for it out of pocket instead of going through insurance. So we didn't have to cancel the contract. It just extended the contract out by a few weeks. But um, okay. we were able to keep the transaction going. Well, that's good to know. So, yeah, I, I did want to to kind of talk about that, and you know, around this time, and and I do still uh, plan on getting somebody from the insurance industry to come on and talk because there's a lot to talk about with insurance these days. But I wanted to to just uh, bring that up since we're talking about uh, people who may be trying to get a mortgage to purchase a house to try to explain to them why uh, right now, you know, in terms of selecting a house or whatever, going forward with a transaction, why if, if they've already got a contract that it may be delayed and you might need to, let's say, uh, uh, extend the closing date and, and stuff like that. Uh, so I did. I did want to bring that up. So, so what are we talking right now in terms of rates? Well, rates nationally, and we're we're having a better week this week. And I, I say that um, it's it's crazy to say that whenever you know rates are still in the high sixes, and actually the average, the national average rate. It's actually 7.07, um, mm-hmm. but wow. last week um, after the after the feds had the uh, Jackson Hole um, conference, rates were even higher. So it had a, a, a high spike, so it's actually leveling back down. I don't know, you know, what next week brings because we have uh, data coming out. Ne- no, actually, in two weeks. Uh, CPI data, but one thing that actually helped 
this week was when the payroll uh, information came out. It did show that um, payroll growths were um, were slowing sharply, and that is. And then, as far as uh, jobs increasing, the increase in job employment, it was actually lower. Um, don't quote me on the dollar amount. I mean, the job amount. But I want to say it's around one hundred and seventy-seven thousand. Uh, versus I think that they were expecting over two hundred thousand. Um mm-hmm. so that was thing for rates because the thing is that the feds are trying to slow the economy. And right. the more people who are getting more jobs, people are getting more um, you know, higher wages, people are buying more houses, more cars, spending money traveling, the feds are saying, Hey, well, these rates aren't affecting you, let's increase rates even further. Um, because if they're increasing rates and people are basically saying, and I know it's not every individual because there's some certain, um, uh, people, of course, are feeling every single bit of it. And I think everybody's feeling it one way or another. Don't get me wrong, but some are feeling it a little less than others. So whenever the data comes out on how much Americans are spending, the Fed's like, well, let's hike it some more until they stop spending. Uh, let's hike it some more until jobs stop. Uh, hiring people, let's hike it some more until jobs start, stop increasing wages for certain positions as much as they have. And, you know, a lot of it may come from the tech sector, which a lot of people in the tech sector were getting some very crazy increases uh, to salaries. I mean, you know, they surpassed a 3 5%. They were getting, some people were getting 30 and 40%, you know, wage increases depending on, you know, what industry you're in. Um, right. That's what the feds are trying to slow down. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's, so it's, 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 it's just it's just interesting because it's like okay, uh, wait a minute. You want to meet me to not make more money, but you want my insurance to go up, and you want the cost of my house to go up, and everything else. You know. It's yeah, yeah. That's that's the other thing that uh, I'm not sure if we have mentioned it on the show or not, but the insurance in Florida and in other states as well, but it's going through the roof. So that's making things a lot more expensive for a lot of people. Even for investors, they're really getting hit because they're not protected by the homestead exemption. So their um, their taxes on their properties are increasing by a lot. So everybody's getting hit. Wow. Um, and the, the CPI, not the CPI data, but the uh, payroll data that came out, the reason rates got a little bit is par why rates got a little better this week is they're saying okay well if employment growth is slowing this is what the feds are looking for this is positive news for rates even though it's negative news for you know those in the workforce look at, especially look for other opportunities rates wise it's a it's good news so we're in an environment unfortunately where you know, depending on which side, of the, uh, which side you're on, you're actually looking for bad news, economic-wise, mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. order for rates to start going down. We are going to talk a little bit more about, uh, you know, home buying and, and mortgages and stuff with Jabir Najir, with Rajon Mortgage when we come back. This is G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. We will be right back. This is Douglas Dobbs, 
owner and funeral director at Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community with two generations of family funeral service. With the recent addition of my son Brandon, we are here to take care of the needs of Central and West Orlando. From simple cremation to a full burial, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here to help you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720. Dobbs, dedicated to serving our families. Over the past 60 years, Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged. But when it comes to beauty, everything changed. Together, we redefined beauty. We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type. We let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique. We're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. Good afternoon, and welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. We are here with Jabir Najir, Rajan Mortgage, uh, just uh, getting an update on the, the rates and just what's going on, especially now uh, in, that we're in the thick of uh, the hurricane season and what you may be experiencing in, in terms of the challenges of uh, closing your uh, on your home during this time. So. Um, so Jabir, what what are you um, what are you are you seeing more foreclosures? I guess I wanted to ask you about that. What what are you seeing in terms of foreclosures these days? Uh, well, the foreclosure starts are increasing, um, and there's actually a lot more delinquencies. So even if it's not foreclosures itself, uh, the mortgage delinquencies are are or not even just mortgage, um, even credit cards and car loans, there's, a, there's an increase in, um, in delinquencies, late payments. So we're starting to mm. see that now. I think I heard something of, of, about, I'm not sure if it's for the state or if actually the federal government is trying to start something to protect homeowners from losing homes, but um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure that was just talked or just an idea somebody threw out there, so don't quote me on that. Um, okay. Don't, you know, don't don't put that in stone. I should say. Um, I okay. I just get information from all over the place. So sometimes there's ideas that are thrown out there. There's stuff that's actually in the in the in the motion. Um, but or maybe it was something just with California. I think now I think about it. Maybe they were trying to protect people in California. But um, mm-hmm. either way, it, on data, the data does show that people are having late payments on car loans. Uh, mortgages and credit cards. So um, I don't think it's enough foreclosures starting to start like a huge shift in the market where back in 2000 and I guess that would be nine-ish when, I'm not sure when the peak really was, but, you know, there was a point that there were so many foreclosures on the market that that actually helped to push prices down because there was a flood of homes on the market. I'm not sure Mm -hmm. if we're at that point. Right now, I just think that we're just at the point that people are starting to get a little bit more, or, or they're starting to feel it. So they're having to move funds around in order to make certain ends meet. I tell you, you know, it's it's just it's this whole kind of feels like you know you're in limbo. Do I buy now? Don't I buy now? 
Um, and then for sellers, especially if you locked in at a good interest rate um, in the last couple of years, you're not inclined to, to try to go selling unless it's mandatory, you know, but you're not inclined to go anywhere um, and, and try to get a, another mortgage at a worse rate than you already had. So, yeah, so that's a challenge that they said that um, homeowners actually kind of being held um Held hostage. Or locked in. Yeah, held held hostage because there are homeowners that they're looking to move up or upgrade to a larger home, whether it's bedrooms or they want more more yard space or you know different reasons people want to move. Or or sometimes it may even be that they're looking for a smaller a smaller place. They don't need as much space. But prices increasing. Even if they were to sell their home, take those profits and put it on something else. after they go through all the costs of, you know, selling them, buying, and then getting a new mortgage that's possibly twice the amount that they're paying now, if they were to increase the uh, size of their home, and somebody say, you know, typically, well, I'm not going to say typically, but sometimes people may have in, in mind, okay, well, they're paying, just throwing out numbers, um, $2,000 a month now, what can they possibly get for $2,700 a month? Well, Whatever that would have done for you in 2019, now that may be 3,500 for that same house that you were looking at, or maybe even 4,000 based on the on the rates because of, of course, increase in prices and rates. So they may have had $700 a month extra in the budget, but now they may need 1,500 or even sometimes $2,000 extra in the budget to get the home they really want. And you know, so, so because of that, they're held hostage. Yeah. So if you are, if you happen to be a a cash buyer coming with with a substantial amount of cash, this may work a lot better for you right now because you you have the b- better opportunity to negotiate uh, with with a seller maybe and and you know entice a seller more about moving than you than you would if you had to deal with someone that was you know coming in and you're having to negotiate you know, with, with uh, what they have available, what they can afford in terms of a mortgage. So just thinking. So yeah. anyway, um, so what what do you expect that we'll see over the next month or so? Uh, any changes do you think we're, we're going to have to deal with, the, the rates going up a little bit more? Well, nobody truly knows, but what, what the feeling is that be a time we'll you could probably almost predict that, but it just seems like that's that's not not the case anymore. Since yeah. actually, to me, it seems like since COVID. Yeah, because yeah. the the thing is that the point that everybody thought the rates were going to peak at, we surpassed that. Um, mm-hmm. As far as the Feds, I think that they did not expect, you know the U.S. economy is so resilient as it has been. So every time they think like we may be coming to uh, the end, it's like the economy surprises us and certain numbers just perform better. So we have the payroll data that show that things are, are slowing down. Mm-hmm. Who knows what's going to happen next month? Um, or I say next month. Uh, well, I guess it really is next month. But in two weeks when the CPI data comes out, um, mm-hmm. and the CPI is the Consumer Price Index, and it may show an uptick in inflation, which would mean that the Fed would have to increase the rate. So um, I think that we are, I think for the most part, 
we've all agreed that we're coming close to the peak. If we have not peaked yet in rates, we're coming close mm-hmm. to it. Um, I think the Fed has even said something to that extent. Um, it's just a matter of when will we actually truly peak so they can actually start cutting rates. Or not even just cut rates, but even just hold where they're at. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they've uh, and it may not, sometimes they may actually pause for one rate hike or one meeting and then they'll go to increasing again the next, and then they'll hold for one meeting and then increase again. But you could tell that they're trying, you know, we're kind of at that point where we're, is this the month that they're going to hold forever or are they going to go in? You know, they're just really data dependent, really. They're just really seeing what data comes back. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing is that the data that they get lags, unfortunately. So them raising rates, let's just say in September, it's not like the data automatically reflects that in October. Let's just say, for example, that you and a family um, already had planned in, in, in the schedule in July to mm-hmm. travel to, I don't know, I'm just throwing out somewhere, you're going to go to California. You've already purchased mm-hmm. your tickets, hotel, um, and then now it's just you have to go out there. So if they raise rates in September and you decide and you continue with the original plans from July, you're going out there in, in, in Cali and you're spending money. Um, now, when the data comes back for what happened in October, it'll show that people are spending money. But sometimes people already have those things in the schedule. Um, and that's not right. traveling. You may have rehab being done to your home, and you said, hey, I'm going to uh, build out a deck on the home or rebuild a deck on the back of the house. And you've already allocated X amount of dollars. that You're, gonna, you're planning to do that. You've already given a contractor a deposit. So when the contractor mm-hmm. goes and buys the lumber to – you know, build out the deck, now in the October numbers is showing that people are still spending, even though the Fed's raised rates in September. So that's the only thing with the with the data is that it lags. So mm-hmm. what the Feds do today, the true data may not show up for three to six months. So. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, how do we reach you, Jabir, um, you know, between now and, and when we talk to you next month? What's a good way to, to, to reach uh, out to you? Well, you can always contact me by my email at Jabir, J-A-B as in boy, I-R, at Ryajan, that's R-I-A-J-A-N.com. Or you mm-hmm. can contact me by phone at 888-326-0285. Well, thanks for your time. We appreciate you coming on today. And, um, again, uh, happy Labor Day. I hope you had a good weekend and uh, talk to you soon. Take care. All right. Sounds good. You too. Bye. Thank you all for listening. This has been G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. Be well. Be safe. Be blessed. Uh, keep your everybody in your prayers. And please remember, all real power comes from God. Take care.
the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.